0: Hello and welcome to 7 Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers, all about healing after a stroke. I'm Christine, a stroke survivor. I had a pontine hemorrhagic stroke and I understand how recovery can be a real roller coaster ride. My hope is to help other stroke survivors transform the ups, the downs, and the scary drops into something more manageable, more like the carousel, and you even get to pick your own horse.
1: Welcome to the podcast of seven jars of hot pickled peppers, season one, episode 10, part two, ESD therapy assistance, or I'm going to make you work. The information and conversations in these podcasts are general in nature and do not replace the care and instruction that you receive from your doctor or therapist Please discuss your own personal needs and circumstances with your healthcare provider. You can join the conversation through email at seven jars of hot pickled peppers at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at number seven capital J Small ARS or on Facebook at seven jars of hot pickled peppers. This week's Quote of the Cast Fall Seven times and stand up eight. Japanese proverb
0: You can do it one more time. I think you can walk faster. Come on! Good job! And occasionally, time for a break. These were all comments I heard from the therapy assistants who helped me during my recovery, rehabilitation from my stroke. One assistant who regularly came to my house was both inspirational and irritating. She is one of those always positive people who is bubbly, encouraging, upbeat, and able to push you farther than you thought you could manage. If I wanted to feel sorry for myself or was just unmotivated, she was there, pushing the right buttons to get me moving and practicing my exercises. By the end of our sessions, I was always smiling and proud of what I had accomplished. She was never offended if I was sometimes grouchy or even refused one of her suggestions. I recall one incident in particular. It was a beautiful sunny day. I needed to work on balance exercises. She suggested we go out into the front yard. It was cleaner and had less snow as spring was just beginning. No way! I wasn't having my neighbors watch my struggles, despite having great neighbors. She just went with the flow and turned up the challenge by creating a slalom course for me to navigate between the piles of leftover snow and dog poop that had just been revealed by the melting snow. She never judged, never reprimanded, and followed me through that dog poop slalom course, ensuring I didn't fall. In our last episode, we talked about an amazing home based program called Stroke Early Supported Discharge that I was so fortunate to be a part of. Therapists and therapist assistants regularly came to our house to help me in my recovery and rehabilitation. Just as the ESD was the foundation of my recovery, therapy assistants are the cornerstone of the ESD, helping stroke survivors regularly practice the exercises recommended by the different therapists. And despite feeling like we need to clean our house, which felt my husband to complete, having rehab in my own home gave me a much needed layer of security and helped the team understand who I was. And, referring to our quote, were always there to help me stand up again each time I fell. Shireen, our guest today, and one of my regular therapy assistants, was there for me during that momentous change in my life, helping me recover. She and everyone in the ESD are forever woven into the fabric of mine and my family's life, a golden thread that stands for courage and resiliency.
1: I'd like to introduce today's guest. Shereen Lampson graduated with a kinesiology degree from Augustana University in the year 2000. She loved cameras so much that she stayed and built a family. She has three beautiful girls aged 11, 7, and 5, which keep her busy from day to night. She also coaches recreational jump program and spends countless hours in the gym coaching, mentoring, and judging young athletes, which include her three girls. Being outside and active with her kids all year long keeps her young. She worked in long-term care for 15 years before switching to stroke rehab. She has not looked back since. Rural ESD is a great fit for her because she grew up in a small rural community and saw firsthand the lack of resources and programs offered to some communities. Meeting new people and being part of their stroke journey is both an honour and a privilege for Shireen. This episode was recorded at St. Mary's Hospital in Camrose, Alberta, Canada.
0: Welcome, Shireen, and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk about your job as a therapy assistant.
2: Thanks for having me, Christine. First, could you tell us a
0: little bit about yourself?
2: Well, I am a mother of three girls that keep me active all the time, and I've worked in healthcare for about 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's just something that I like doing. Um, I started off in recreation, moved over to physio and occupational therapy and long-term care, and then came over to work here in the hospital with stroke. Oh,
0: fantastic. So how long have you been helping stroke survivors?
2: I've worked uh, with stroke survivors for about two years now
0: okay fantastic so tell us what's it like being a therapy assistant
2: i always say therapy assistants have the best job because we get to do all the fun stuff and we don't have to make the hard decisions Ah. so i like that i get to go in and i get to implement all the programs set up by the therapists and then um watch you grow as a client as well and I feel like I'm there almost every day and Mm -hmm. so I get to make special little relationships with clients and get to know them better on a personal level and I think that's a really great thing for a therapy assistant to be able to have. I think
0: it's great too. I know you came to my house lots to help me and some days were easier than others but (laughs) I always left smiling because of your help. So I know you had to motivate me sometimes, whether I was scared or what have you. What are some of the things you use to help keep people motivated to continue their exercises?
2: I think think people need to realize that uh, therapy doesn't have to be all work. It can be fun as well. And using the things around in a house or an area Um, and making it more functional rather than bringing in weights and and exercise bands or balance beams, we can use what you have in your own home. So if uh, arm strength is something you want to work on and you love baking cookies, (laughs) instead of using those electric beaters, we can use a wooden spoon, right? So we can find different ways around of making therapy work and make it fun. And those are the fun things that I get to do to keep people motivated because If they look at baking a batch of cookies as therapy, and they love doing that, then that's way better than going and having to lift a five pound weight 20 times.
0: Wow. So you're very creative in your job. That's fantastic. So do you have any other strategies you might use for people like me who may be resistant and maybe just not feeling it one day?
2: um everybody has some down days fatigue is huge for stroke so we have to sort of go with the flow um and along with stroke it's not just the physical a lot of it is speech and and cognition and some mental health so you know what some days Mm -hmm. maybe i just go there and i'm an ear that they can talk to about how they're feeling or what they're feeling um or we just play a simple game we do lots of games and in the rec therapy part of it so maybe it's just playing a game of scrabble or or a game of of a crib or something that you enjoyed beforehand that they're still working on the fine motor skills it's still working on everything but it might just be a nice um nice place to start to try to get a little bit more motivation or a little more excitement going in somebody who's just down in the dumps
0: that's fantastic i remember you and i played a game of crib once and You're right. Acceptance is a huge part because stroke is a life-altering event. So to have someone like you coming into people's houses is paramount to acceptance and therefore recovery. So are most people welcoming of you in their home?
2: I think most people are very welcoming but we need to realize um, everybody has a different way of living right um so coming into somebody's home might be a huge invasion of their personal space and so we're just really aware of that and everybody's individualized and we can't just go in there thinking the open arms are going to happen either so you know you got to take it slow and, and figure out what the client needs and then figure out from there how how much you can push into their daily lives
0: that's a great way of looking at it. Have you had some challenges going into people's homes?
2: There's been some, but you know <laughs> what? That, that adds a, a, a bit of interest to every day. Every day's a different kind of day. And, uh, you know, and going into people's houses, a lot of times you're like, ooh, don't go in there, the room's messy, or ooh, don't use that bathroom. <laughs> um, honestly, when I go in to do therapy, I don't look at the person's house. At all, I don't. I don't see the the dust in the corner or the the pile of laundry by the wash machine. I'm coming in to do therapy with you, and all the other right. stuff is uh, just extra. And honestly, I, it's almost like I have blinders on. I'm coming in to work with you, and and that's about it. There have been some extreme cases, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sure. <Whatever.
2: laughs> well, and again, the right
0: attitude and being flexible must really help. So. You're so bubbly, you're so enthusiastic. That's one of the things I loved about you. But what do you love most about the work you do?
2: You know, I worked in long-term care for 15 years and um, spent those 15 years just maintaining people's physical fitness before they passed. And I think coming into this job here... I am helping people live their lives, Uh, right? I'm not helping them at the end. I'm helping them live. And there is progression in their skills and their development. And there's progression in their rehab. And I get to be part of that. I get to be part of everyday events that may be a milestone. And I think that's what I like most about my job is that I'm seeing a difference in what I do. Wow, well,
0: you're sure making a difference as well. So thank you for that. And I mean, you're there when they've had a life-altering event. How do you remain so positive when you're helping these people?
2: It seems like in stroke recovery, every tiny small step is a giant accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's holding up a pen or being able to eat with a fork again, or maybe it's running a marathon, right? Uh, every small little step is huge in stroke recovery. So, you know, even, even if they're having a bad day, look, you got up off the couch without using a cane, right? Just Mm -hmm. those little things of like, so I like to really make sure everybody's aware of the small things that they gain because that's how you build those stepping stones into getting back to your, your regular day.
0: That's so important, and to celebrate each small step. I know when we uh, accomplished some of our walking stuff, you always made me feel proud of what I had done instead of looking back to what I couldn't do. You were always very creative in some of the exercises when you visited me, incorporating things from my home and daily life, kind of like what you were mentioning before. Can you share any other stories about being creative with people you're helping?
2: Well, I think, um, working with stroke rehab in a rural environment gives me so many more opportunities to be yeah. creative and find fun new ways, um, to do exercises and balance training and endurance. And I love working out at the old farms, um, yeah. where climbing into the tractor is, is, you know, one of their goals are just getting, getting going. Um, you know, during calving season, we have some farmers around and, you know, walking through the pastures, walking through gravel roads that are uneven are all really good for balance and coordination, climbing over fences, crawling <laughs> under fences. Um, all of those things are, are great rehab um,
0: exercises, developments.
2: Yeah, so you know what? It's just, again, like taking what you have right. and uh, going with it. And being out in rural, it's it's awesome, okay. you know? Like you can push that lawnmower and you can pull that wagon and you can climb the fences and chase a cow and <laughs> ride a horse. <laughs> so it just, it's the options are unlimited. Lots of men have tool sheds, right? right? There's tons of old tools you can use. Cleaning out a garage is a good one for men. <laughs>
0: yeah, so that's so yeah. That's incredible, and I guess that's part of the benefit of being able to be part of a home program, because then the people, they see the benefit of the exercises, and it's in their own home. Maybe they're more likely to carry on with them. Have you noticed
2: that? Yeah, you know what? Sometimes the motivation is there to do more, so instead of, you know, jumping on on the quad and driving to the cattle barn, they'll walk, (sighs) right? So steps like that are huge for us. Um, Right. Uh, walking on gravel roads is one of the best things. I even use some of the rocks on the road to help them kick, uh, right? So, or pick up a rock and throw it as we're going along. So you're getting in the legs, the arms, everything. And those are habits that we can create and carry on right. forever. That's
0: amazing. Yeah, your vibrancy just motivates people to do more. And it's in their daily life, which is even better. So you've worked and touched with a lot of people and you've helped them. Have you learned things from any of the stroke survivors you've helped?
2: I've learned lots. <laughs> um, I learned how to cross stitch, which was really great fun. I'm not very good at it, but I sure tried. Um, lots of different card games I've learned. Um, I'm not a very good cook or a baker, <laughs> but I have done some of that kind of stuff too. So, um, and I'm able to bring some of the skills that I know too. We had uh, right. we've had some fishermen on our on our team and. I know how to tie a really good knot. Ah. So, you know, I was able to show them a few things and show me a few things. And yeah, it's a push and pull. Oh, That's
0: fantastic, I guess. And just being open to what have people have to show you and what you can show them. So you meet a lot of different people as well through your jobs. You talked about calving and everything else. Do you ever find yourself learning anything um, from them other than like i guess life lessons
2: i think one of the things i've learned most about working with stroke is how drastically life can change in an instant um we are all susceptible to a stroke um you know i i can probably look at my life and and label three or four warning uh or symptom not symptoms but uh risk factors that I would have already right now. And, and, and being around stroke quite a bit, you, you realize in your day-to-day life, ooh, you know, uh. like, what am I doing to help myself? And stroke affects everybody. I've had clients younger than myself before, and that's scary. Um, so I think working with stroke really opens up your, your mind to the possibility of life can be cut quite short, or it can be altered in a huge way. So live it to the best. That's an amazing
0: thing. And you're right. Everybody needs to be aware of stroke because it can strike anyone, as we had in a previous episode with a young man who had experienced a stroke. So I guess finally, you've said some wise words already, but from your experience, do you have any words of advice or wisdom for survivors working through their challenges brought on by the stroke?
2: I think one of the main things I would say is give yourself time. Everybody wants the the snap of the finger, the instant cure. Um, and I like to use the part of, if your arm was broken and in a cast, you would be able to see that break. And you would give your arm time to heal. But with a stroke, it's your brain that's broken. And it's not always noticeable to yourself or to others. And so you tend to try to push it. And you don't give your, time, your brain time enough to heal and recover as well. So... Um, Never give up, but give it some time. And again, like I said before, the small things. Rejoice in the small things. Take the small things as as huge, giant leaps to stroke recovery. That's
0: wonderful words. Yeah, because
2: it might be new to
0: parts of your injured brain again, I guess. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Shereen. not just for sharing your knowledge with us today, but for helping me too you were instrumental in my acceptance and my recovery here's a huge thank you to you and to all therapy assistants out there what you do is so much more than a job
2: thank you so much christine and thank you for welcoming me into your family and your home to do this with you and it's been great that we've been able to create such a great friendship afterwards as well
0: oh you will always as i said before be woven into the fabric of my life
2: thank you
1: Now it's time for Speak to the Tweet.
0: Here's another tweet we received. That website from Episode 6, vestibular.org, is awesome in helping me understand my dizziness. Thanks. And thank you for the tweet. I agree, and it's been helping me too.
1: This week's Joke
0: of the Week. I fired my massage therapist today. She just rubbed me the wrong way. (laughs) Oh, Christine.
1: (laughs) Now it's time for this week's Stroke Link. I think Shireen has just the right personality and attitude for her career. Oh, I agree, Ken. She certainly motivated
0: me during my recovery.
1: Yeah, no kidding. You know, I wanted to know more about therapy assistance. So of course I went online and I researched it. Of course,
0: tell me what you found.
1: Well, there was a lot of programs and courses being offered, but I found one site that actually described a day in the life of a therapy assistant. Really?
0: Sounds fascinating. Well, it
1: was. You know, the information was from Florida, but I think it could describe a therapist assistant's job in pretty much any area. Mm. It was very fascinating and outlined some of the responsibilities an assistant might have. There's also links within the article to learn even more. And at the end, I recommend clicking into and reading the starfish story.
0: Oh, I will for sure. Thanks for researching it. We recommend this site. You can find it at, okay, it's a really long one, so the link will be posted, as always, on our Facebook page or on our YouTube channel, 7 Jars of Hot Pickled Peppers. Last but not least, remember FAST, F-A-S-T. If you or a loved one experience any changes in your face, arm, or speech, time to get yourself to the hospital quickly. You can call 911 in Canada for emergencies, or for inquiries, you can call HealthLink in Canada at 1-866-408-5465 and talk to a healthcare professional.
1: Hey, so that's our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and leave us a comment on Podbean. If you have any questions or comments, jokes or ideas for future topics, don't hesitate to get a hold of us. Please also visit our webpage at www7 So until next time,
0: Remember, everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, then it isn't the end. Goodbye and good health.